0: You are listening to the Savage Fincast, Episode 9, The Man, the Mystery, the Drool, an interview with Josh Eckhorn. Chicago, a criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip.
1: Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle
2: happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon.
0: This is the Savage Fincast. Uh, Back again. Uh, Episode 9. I'm Jim Purcell.
1: And I'm Craig Olson
0: And,
3: and <laughs> I'm Raven <laughs> Perez
0: <laughs>
1: Raven's our uh, new uh, host um, we don't, tomorrow, You're not sure if you can do this uh, monthly with us But you think you're going to be able to fill in once in a while? Is that? Do it
3: as often as I can You know, uh, whenever you guys fall short, I'll be there So <laughs> Just be there to help out I'm a hardcore Savage Dragon nerd Actually It's weird to say that I'm been there since issue one because i was there for issue one but then i had that huge gap like a 40 issue gap and then i like leap forward from like issue 20 to like savage world or something crazy (laughs) so it's it's weird because i was totally there like you know i bought issue one in a grocery store and i was so it's like a one of those guys that's been there from the beginning but then there were huge huge periods where i just wasn't able to keep up with it so yeah it's weird, weird place, but I I love it. It's one of the best comics in the – Yeah, it's the best comic being printed right now. So I think uh, it'd be cool to, you know, just chew the fat with you guys about it.
0: Well it's always good to have a uh, someone else who's, you know, really enthusiastic about Savage Dragon and Eric Larson and all that. I mean uh it's good to have you.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: well thank you, thank you.
1: Just you so listeners, listeners know, um I think Adam's having a tough time getting on at this particular time when we record um, some, he's had some changes with work schedule and stuff like that. And we all know uh, Gavin uh, is on the other side of the pond in England. And so we usually record at like 10 at night Eastern time. And that's like some ungodly hour, like three or 4 AM over in England. So it's hard for him to get on. So I think it's a nice a nice mixture of having like three hosts and three voices talking about these things and we asked uh Raven to join us and he graciously accepted so we're we're happy to have him.
3: It's a pleasure you guys do uh, awesome stuff and anytime I can you know spread spread a little excitement about Savage Dragon I'm more than happy to do so. Cool.
1: So should we get into the news? Let's do it. All right. First uh, news item for this episode is uh, Megaton Comics' uh, website is up, and Megaton, for those who don't know out there, was kind of the first uh, publication where Eric's Savage Dragon showed up, and it's Eric's earlier version of uh, Savage Dragon, it's not the same dragon that's in current uh, continuity. But it's cool nonetheless. It's Savage Dragon and Vanguard. Um, and, you know, I think Youngblood made an appearance. Uh, uh, Frank Fosco's uh, uh, Ethran and uh, Help Me Out. Who are the other guys in uh, Megaton? Um,
3: uh, you know, Megaton <laughs> is one of those things where it's just like, uh, it's kind of a magical thing for me because. It it was one of those things you always heard about, you know, the dragon before dragon. Right. But uh, yeah, I I guess, you know, I don't know the uh, characters very well, you know, other than Vanguard, obviously. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a bit of a gap in uh, my reading as well. Uh, Like you said, it's just something people always talk about, and I have a vague notion of the covers, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, it was was published by uh, Gary Carlson, who does... He's the co-creator of Vanguard and and has um, uh. He's written uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Vanguard backups. He's done Big Bang Comics. Um, he's done a bunch of writing for some of the back, uh, back uh, stories on Savage Dragon, and you know, like I said, published some of Eric's earlier work before uh, you know, as Eric was becoming a pro. Um, same thing with, like, he published some Rob Liefeld work, uh, Angel Medina, um, you know, Frank Fosco, and I think Rob Liefeld even referred to Megaton Comics as, like, the grandfather of Image.
3: Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So, basically, Megaton Comics, I think, really, like, five or six issues came out, and it was, like, all during early 80s, and they had three or four different stories each, and it had these different characters in it, Um Anyway, this news item is about the websites up. Uh, I don't know why he's decided to put one up other than, you know, just good memories or whatever, but it's basically a website that just kinda lists all the characters that appeared, shows all the comic covers for Megaton comics. It's pretty cool just to check out and see all the old stuff there.
0: It'd be interesting if they're trying to resurrect it in some way, some new anthology maybe or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought would be cool, having like an omnibus of all the Megaton comics or whatever. Well,
0: not even a reprint. I mean, a reprint would be great if there was some kind yeah. of reprint collection. I, I, but I was saying, I think Megaton as a concept may still have legs as like a anthology book of young creators, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, I think there's the name, I think. may not have the resonance it may have once had, but it. I think it's a good name for a comic. And yeah, something okay. should be done with it, in my opinion. I agree.
3: Well, Even if they just used it, you know, just to get these characters more in people's minds, you know, it, it's still cool just because it is one of those things that, you know, when you're just getting into this, you, like I said, uh, I had the huge gap. And uh, when you start to, you know, get back into it, you see the dragon with the small fin. And then you, you know, you understand that Vanguard was part of that, you know. Yeah. And it's, you see the image of them fighting. And it's kind of like, uh, it's this weird thing, you know, you have to find out for yourself, so it would be cool to increase awareness about it, you know? Yeah, you Even get if,
1: uh, you get Dragon as Paul Dragon, you get, like, Angel and Smasher, you get Mighty Man, I think Mako's in
3: there. It's amazing how much of the old, like, series really impacted, or I don't know, impacted is the right word, but it still has, you can see the roots there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Overlord was the bronze man, I think, back then. I think Bloops in it still. There's there's quite a few, like, different characters. And you can pick up a lot of the reprints in the, um, what was it called, the uh, Savage Dragon Archives. It was like uh, a reprint back in the... It
0: was like a, yeah, it was more than a reprint. It was like, was the art redone? Was it in color? I don't think I've ever picked up that series.
1: No, no, it was just a reprint of the Megaton kind of books. And I think... Graphic fantasy books too that he did. Right. Someone's gonna go on the boards and be like, "No, wrong. This is it." But <laughs> basically, it was Megaton Comics. But you, you can pretty much pick up most of those Megaton Comics for pennies a serving on eBay. Maybe that the dragon appearance on like the cover of him fighting Vanguard, I think, uh, might go for some good money. But most of the other ones you can pick up pretty cheap. But anyway, so the Megaton Comics website is up it's at www.megatoncomics.com imagine that (laughs) and it's a small little website but it's there and it's kind of cool to check out
3: it's funny even as a website it kind of has some retro design going on
1: yeah yeah it definitely does (laughs) it's pretty basic but it's pretty fun um and then the second piece of news is uh, Eric Larson will be at the New York Comic Con, um, taking place October 11th through the 14th of this year. Um, you can get tickets and information at their website, uh, newyorkcomiccon.com. And um, I know Raven and I were just at the Baltimore Comic Con last weekend. Um and that was a good time eric was there that was the main reason why i went and i didn't Sandy. know raven was there i think we were probably in the same line together and i probably for whoever knows stared him at the in the eye and didn't even know it was him
3: <laughs> we were i i i could swear you know i could swear on my mother's grave that you were the guys holding up the line i was like those such and such as <laughs> <laughs> and we probably
1: were um <laughs> I met um, a fellow who goes by the name Hanzo on the Savage Dragon Boards. Um, we were both, you know, one and two in line waiting for Eric, and I, Eric didn't show up right away. He was like an hour late, and it was kind of fun, though, because I got to sit there and chat with this guy that I've only talked to in, you know, forums before, and uh, to actually talk to someone face-to-face or at least hear their voice and, and talk to a voice is pretty cool. I had a fun even though we were sitting there waiting for Eric for an hour, I had a fun time talking to this guy and chatting up Savage Dragon and you know kind of like what we do here, but you know while we we're waiting for Eric. So it was a good time. Eric brought a a bunch of original artwork. Um you can kind of fill in what I'm missing, Raven, but I saw It's thought, really
3: Yeah, but, I mean it was really that was what was so cool about it is uh you know, when I got there, it's – I had – you know what's funny is it, I didn't know he was an hour late, so now I'm 100% sure that you and Hanzo were in the front of the line because <laughs> cause when we got there, we showed up right at 10, and then it took an hour to get through line. Yeah. So we came rolling up. There were really only like two people in front of us, two or three people. And so we stood there and like you know it held up for quite a bit, but like once I got up there, I was looking at the picture being drawn and I was like, oh man, you know that's somebody's super lucky. That's gonna be an awesome commission. I got to come back and see it finished too, and uh, then late, later Hanzo puts it on the message board, and uh, I was just like, oh man, that's it's freaky. It's freaking me out. Yeah. It was, well, it was it was it was neat to see his stuff. I mean, wouldn't you agree to see it up close? It it's kinda yeah. Yeah, you don't realize there's detail in there. <laughs> he gets picked on a lot. There was new stuff, recent stuff. Yeah. And people like to criticize and say that like, you know, he's knocking it out real quick or whatever else, but uh oh, man, that stuff was blowing my mind.
1: It is. It he had uh pages from issue thirty and from issue one fifty. I saw uh covers to some of the trade paperbacks and he was selling all these. He had... Uh, Supreme
3: some, covers. Yep.
1: Yeah. He had um, profiles uh, from when he ran like the individual character profiles. He had the Home Run Pies ad. Do you remember that one?
3: <laughs> I saw uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of uh, Savage Dragon versus Megaton Man stuff, which, like I said, w- when you read that comic, you don't think, oh, man, that comic was a looker. Yeah. But that was awesome art.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. A
3: double-page spread? Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. And yeah, you guys uh, are uh,
0: making me super jealous that I don't go to cons.
1: Yeah, I mean the cool <laughs> thing is every time I see Eric, I, at the cons, I'm like, do you have any pages from the next issue? And he always kind of brings them out or whatever. And this time he had photocopies of all of you know his uh, his quick you know sketches, what do you call it? Um, Roughs. Yeah, his roughs and they're real rough. Like you, you it's basically almost like doodles. Stick yeah, but he went page by page and described to me what was happening, and who the characters are. you can make out who it is, but they're you know they're real rough, and he just will will rough it all out and then kind of almost draw it like in ink. It seems like,
3: and it was cool to see him draw because you see the crazy hand gesture pictures of it online and stuff, and you know it's one thing, but to see him. <laughs> <laughs> to see him you know he he's drawing this picture for anzo with all these like you know zoom lines and it looks like precision work and like he's just got a ruler and like the pencil held upside down looks like and it, it's cool it's yeah. a cool experience you, and he's down to earth it's funny because he made that twitter post about how he felt some artists at comic cons walked around with like pretentiousness
1: yeah yeah like an air about
3: him and I can totally agree. There were things that, like, me and my girlfriend, she had money, $300, like, burning a hole in her pocket. And she was dying to buy some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, there were some people just so rude. Really? <laughs> and not even just shy, because somebody was like, well, I think, you know, they're artists, they're shy. That's yeah. true. Right. You you run into that. But, I mean, rude, like, outright rude. And it's just so cool, because when you meet Eric, he's super uh, down to earth, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can just talk to him and stand to the side and chat his ear off, and it seems like he enjoys talking to his fans. At least every single time I've been there to one of these cons and talk to him, I've always had a good time.
0: I've really got to make plans to get to a con he's at just to meet him once, at least. Yeah,
1: definitely, definitely.
0: New York's probably as close as he'll get, but that place has got to be a zoo.
1: It it is, but it's not too bad. I've been to New York Comic Con before, and uh, it gets packed, but... <laughs> you know, I, I've seen him there too, and, you know, it hasn't been that bad.
3: And accessible, like, you know, uh, he had a line because it was the beginning, but later you could just walk up pretty much. Yeah. I didn't want to hold up the line, so I actually was like, hey, you know, yada yada, and then took off. And I came back later, and there was like just two, three people just standing. You know, it wasn't super crowded. It's It's good, it's cool.
0: Yeah. You get yeah.
3: you get to make some time. It's neat.
0: Well, that, that that's interesting. It's just to uh, know that he's a lot more more accessible than I imagined. That's kind of cool. Maybe I'll make, yeah. make a better attempt ne- next year maybe I'll make a serious attempt.
1: It's definitely worth it. Even like like, you so know, Savage it cast tank.
0: live from Comic-Con.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that that's someday maybe we can do that, but um, That would be awesome. You know, just to see him his original work, it's it's amazing. And flip through these like pages he's selling for like four grand, knowing that you'll never own one. But to actually hold <laughs> it in your hands and look at it and check it out and see how it's made, it's it's cool. And then on the back of some of his pages, he's got all these different scribbles and like test drawings and stuff like that. No, stuff, I didn't stuff even never I
3: didn't, Yeah, I didn't even think to flip him over.
1: Yeah, if you flip him on the back, he's got a lot of funny little things going on back there.
3: Ah, uh, next time I guess.
1: Now you know, insider tip, man.
3: Ah, uh, <laughs> next time. <laughs> it is just to see the. Like I said, if you if you get to do two things, if you get to see him draw, which is kind of awesome, and you get to see the original art up close. Yeah, even if that's all you get done at the con, because honestly, I went super last second. I didn't have any plans or really money to work with so that's what happened i just got to see him draw i got to look at the original art it was still worth it it's it's really cool yeah any fan should do it
1: definitely so i think that's it for news for this week so um our we're excited to uh talk to our next guest who's been credited on more issues of savage dragon than anyone but eric larson himself and uh we're happy to have him here to pry into his mind and find out what exactly he did on the book um, to get all these credits. Um, thanks for joining us, uh, Josh Icorn. Is that how you pronounce your name, Josh? That
2: is correct, yes. And uh, thanks. It's uh, good good to be on a podcast.
1: <laughs> um,
2: did you ever think your life would lead to this?
3: <laughs> Heavens, no. It only goes down from here.
2: Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So your first credited issue is Savage Dragon number six, I believe, where you were called a drone from Sector 7G. I think that was around 1994. How did you get to that point? How did you meet Eric and, and get involved in Savage Dragon, and what did you do?
2: Well, I officially met Eric 20 years ago in December, and I met him at a comic book store, I just recognized him. He was actually wearing an Extreme Studios jacket. And uh, being an incredible geek that I was at the time, I kind of came up to him and was, you know, Hey, hey, how's it going? And um, one of the things he mentioned was he was doing this uh, character contest, and uh, he needed some help going through his mail and getting stuff. and So I volunteered to go help help him read mail and uh, go through... And find characters, and after a week or two, he realized that I wasn't such a bad guy, and uh, and he offered me to hire, uh, offered to hire me as his, his assistant.
1: Cool. And this, the character contest was the kind of create or create a character to show up in the pages of Savage Dragon, and I think the winner was like Jimbo the Mighty Lobster.
2: Jimbo, the Mighty Lobster. Yes, that's
1: The Mighty Lobster. <laughs> so your job was to kind of sort through the entries, or
2: yeah, I uh, I looked at more entries than Eric did. That's for certain. It was um, it was uh, I mean I showed him all the best ones and and uh, he he just was so busy at the time, you know, so many offers and agents and TV show offers and all kinds of stuff and just getting image under control. So he needs right. some help. And good uh, goodness gracious knows why he thought a 19 year old could help him. But you know, hey, the rest he is history. Must...
1: He must have been like what in his early thirties then? About
2: actually, he was in his late twenties. Uh, Eric's wow. ten years older than I am, and uh, and so we've we've sort of kept a, a, a good balance in that. It's, it's easy for me to remember that way.
1: It's so thinking. It, looking back on that, though, it's so crazy for someone in their late twenties just to come into like all that fame and money and like, you know, that whirlwind. Like you said, people making him offers. I'm sure about that time was like the cartoon and all that.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on and I look back when I finally turned 29 I remember thinking good god what would I have thought if some 19 year old kid was you know looking at me like I was something really special and and uh and wanted to work for me I, I I can hardly even imagine Yeah,
1: yeah, that's crazy. Now was Eric in like a studio or was he like working out of his house or
2: Well, yeah. Eric had gotten a uh an apartment because, of course, his house burned down in the Oakland fire. that's so they right. Were, they were rebuilding the house, and he was uh, staying in this very nice apartment in uh, in oakland and uh, it was a uh, you know it was obviously temporary, and there was a lot of other things going on with the house planning and that sort of thing, so it was but it was definitely in progress
1: yeah and and it was basically like him like working alone like was like there was no other. There weren't any. It wasn't any kind of like studio guys, right? Or
2: no, that was that was sort of the thing with with Image at the time. And everybody had their studios, and uh, you know, Mark Silvestri and Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld they all had their studios. And Eric was Eric's always been a solo artist for the most part. He he can certainly work with other people, but in terms of his majority of his work, he is <laughs> he pretty much likes to be alone most of the time.
1: Right. Right. So, like, all right, so take us back to like the create a character contest you're going you're going through all the entries and you're kind of just are you tossing out the ones that just you don't even think will make the grade and and giving Eric just kind of like a narrowed down version you know a pile or, or how is that pretty working? Much.
2: yeah, pretty much there was there was a lot i mean the problem was there were thousands upon thousands of entries i mean it was you know, a lot of people. They were all looked at, and you know, all you out there in podcast land, uh, you know, your your entries were given given definite attention. And mm-hmm. uh, but it was there were just so many thousands. I remember when the when the deadline finally came, I went to pick up the the mail at the post office box, and they had twenty nine boxes, those big mail dump boxes, and it was, holy uh, crap! Yeah. yeah, it was, and that was that was. And then the next day it was, you know, 12 more. And then the next day after that it was five more. And It was just, it was, it was insane. And we actually took a picture of Eric piled up against these boxes and, or the boxes piled up around him. And unfortunately the picture was either, it didn't either, either it didn't come out or it didn't, or it was lost or something like that. So we were going to print it in the, uh, in the comic and it just, unfortunately it just didn't happen. So
0: Ah, uh, man.
4: Yeah, that's
2: it's nuts. so
0: much, it sounds like, so much. It was such a different era back then was just how much response there was. It just blows my mind sometimes just to remember that how big image and everything back then was.
2: It was huge. And uh, I remember the one thing that Eric was upset about was his timing wasn't so good with uh, the releases of his books. And, you know, Wildcats number one got a million orders and and uh he never got the the million copies and he was he was always a little disappointed about that, but uh still you know six hundred thousand is uh <laughs> that's that's a lot and uh i mean that's you know that's more than he'll sell and well let's not think about that
1: <laughs> well yeah i mean nowadays the number one selling comic probably sells less than a hundred thousand or right around a hundred thousand, so it's amazing to look back. And, you know those guys are like the beatles of like the 90s and comic books
2: yeah it really was uh it really was quite a time and it was i mean there was just so much going on and and there was some connections between the other studios and uh but not as much as you might think
1: yeah you none know, of the other guys popped in or anything like that or
2: i i'm trying to think who i first met i talked to todd on the phone once or twice and he of course was crazy and uh he needed he needed some help to find a storage space for the spawn mobile, which was the, the drag that hot
1: racer. rod, the drag yeah. racer. Yeah,
2: which was funny because it was not actually it was such an old drag racer. It was not it was just painted and apparently the tires were flat and he never even ran. But
3: you've just destroyed such an illusion I had in my head of that thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well. It was. Uh, I remember Todd called me and he asked me, uh, uh, "Listen, bud, uh, I, I need some help. Uh, uh, we need to find the, us uh, the, the storage <laughs> space for the <laughs> spawn mobile."
3: <laughs> That's insanely accurate, too.
2: Oh, Eric and I—we've uh, we've we've honed our our impressions over the years. Believe me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so beyond the character contest what else were you doing for like eric were you just kind of running out doing random chores or i mean how are you assisting
2: that was essentially it i ended up getting his bagels once a week and uh <laughs> and uh you know picking picking up the mail and, and doing all kinds of different stuff well the the thing that was most exciting for me was when i actually got to start filling in blacks because Eric did not want to fill in that blacks it's when you're when you're actually drawing it's extremely tedious and uh so and of course you know the more he learned to cheat and the, the better a cheater he got, the more blacks he made so um but I think my here's here's a story that has not heard the light, seen the light of day the um the first time he let me he let me uh fill in blacks on his uh, on his work it was the um cover for issue number one of the regular series it's the very tough looking you know biker handlebar mustache yeah cover. Yeah, yep. yeah well there were two things <laughs> the first was uh that i ended up taking shaving down the fin a bit and uh <laughs> I, I don't think I, I don't think i even told eric not. uh <laughs> but i i didn't mean to but of course you know here i was you know here i was doing my thing and i you know was a never done anything like this before um but he uh so there i was at his board and i'm you know being very 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 careful and i had a pepsi with me and i was remember i was drinking pepsi I never oh, drank pepsi no. back then yeah you you're, this is this is worse than you think actually so um so i was concentrating so hard to have a drink a sip of pepsi and and it's not that I even spilled Pepsi on it. It's that I drooled on the cover. I literally drooled on the cover. <laughs> no. Yeah, and I, I shouted out, oh my god, I don't believe it. You know, and Eric just starts, he comes and goes, what, what, what? And he just starts laughing at me.
1: <laughs> Here it is, like the, you know, the first, ish, first issue, first cover of the ongoing series, and you're already mm-hmm. destroying it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, we we got it off, and and but it's funny because if you look at the actual artwork, you can see that there are some slight, very slight streaks on it. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It's still there. It's we didn't have to white <laughs> out anything, but it was, but it was one of those things where I was like, oh my, oh my God, I can't believe that happened.
1: Your so. DNA is on the cover of Dragon Number One.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of DNA. After a while, I was, you know, I think I was, I was
3: <laughs> drooling on the whole book. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was that good. The cover was that good. I was drooling on it. So you you, you actually you, you did you did some actual uh artwork. I mean you were basically doing black fill ins, but that's that's something you did?
2: Yeah, I I don't know if I would count that as artwork. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> you, you, know, you can replace you with uh Photoshop these days.
2: Yeah, these days, absolutely. And Fucking uh, Phil. Exactly. Well and he doesn't have an assistant these days, so you know, they're right.
0: He is.
1: right.
2: Yeah, if, were, if there was ever any lines or something where you just go, you know, wow, that's a really, really chunky black, it's like, that was, that was me, that was me screwing up.
1: <laughs> and was that, doing that, you were like, hey, Eric, can you get me a credit in the book or?
2: Yeah, after a while, he just... yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to be credited. I wanted something because after a while too, I was, I was uh, editing, I was doing his letters page and I was, that uh, was I was going over some of his stuff and and doing some editing work. I'm like, well, I, I'm kind of your editor. And he said, no, you're not my editor. And <laughs> his, and his wife was credited as the editor at that point. I'm like, well, she's <laughs> not the editor. You know, I, I mean, not you know, if anybody's the editor. I'm the editor. And he said, no, you are. You are. You are not my editor. <laughs> like, All right, fine. So, um, and it, it, for those who don't know that when the initial series was recompiled as a trade paperback, there were a few. Pages added, and um, mm. and so there's just one very small thing in the end when the dragons sitting there and there are books sitting around, and one of them is uh, by me, and
4: uh, so it's check that out.
2: yeah it was called it was called I think Trial by Fire was or something it was like just come up what's the name what's the title of a book, and I was I don't know you know where you, do you want do you want an actual book do you wanted want no just come up with a title for a book, uh, Trial by Fire. And so he wrote that in. Says, well, who's this by? I'm like, how about by me? Oh yeah, because <laughs> at that point he was he was like, you are not getting a credit for anything. You don't do anything or value around here.
1: So, <laughs> you just drool on my
2: books. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, so it ended up that that was that. I thought this is my one shot. I'm never going to get in a comic book. This is this is it. And uh,
1: little did you know.
2: Little <laughs> did I know. And and eventually. He broke down and that's when the uh that's when the insult started.
1: <laughs> and so we're, you know, almost you know, fifteen, twenty years later, you're still getting credit in the book. I mean yep. how many how many years did you actually work with Eric? It was from I like was nine, go ahead.
2: I, I was with with Eric from ninety beginning of ninety three to uh June of ninety five. So two and a half years.
1: Two and a half years and now we're in 2012, and you're still getting credited.
3: It's not a bad investment. So.
1: It's it's probably the longest running gag in comic books history, I would say.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I hadn't I, really thought of that.
1: It might it might go up there with like the Yancey Street Gang gag with Fantastic Four for you know second place in in length of a uh, you know a long running gag. But
2: how does well, that feel? <laughs> His whole idea was, he says, I'm gonna make you my Alfred E. Newman, and you know, because <laughs> you're, cause I think you're totally worthless. So here, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna come up with something new every month, and and he and for the longest time he was he, and he still doesn't. He never tells me what it is. He'll he just says you just have to wait and see.
1: So I take it you you still buy the issues to check it out and.
2: Oh goodness well. gracious, no. I, Eric still <laughs> gives me the. We're Eric and I are still friends, and and oh, okay. Yeah, I see, he lives in San Francisco now, and I, I live in Oakland, and, uh,
1: right, so but yeah, he, we, yeah, and he just moved, right,
2: Cause yeah, he yeah, move. and, yeah, but we see each other still fairly, and we, we keep in contact, like, I, I went, uh, I went out the other night, and for a pie, at this place that I've, he and I have gone to have pie, and I told him I was there, and he, I said, hey, you know, if you come here late at night, you know, you can, sometimes they'll give you a free, free piece of pie when you're leaving, and he's, his text response to me was you bastard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool that you guys have kind of kept in touch and still kind of hang out and shoot the mm-hmm. shit. Oh yeah, he's It's a really nice story actually.
2: Yeah, I was only sorry that I I was just so wiped out that I didn't get to go to his housewarming party. But yeah, we're we're still we're still good friends and he actually came to my birthday party this year which was when we realized it was one of the first times that he and I have hung out on an event that I've invited him to. He's never come to anything of mine that I've, <laughs> I've invited him to, and this is the first time. And there's actually a picture of it, and um, and unfortunately, it was out of focus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, need ahead. someone else to take your photographs. Yeah, <laughs> invest in digital.
2: Yeah, well actually it was. It was uh it was on my iPhone but the uh but for whatever reason it just didn't focus right or, yeah. right or whatever. So, and I so couldn't tell because I was drunk.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I'm so curious, I'm... uh you, you, you sort of implied that you don't buy Savage Dragon anymore, you get comp copies. Uh do you read comics at all anymore?
2: Rarely. The uh I unfortunately they're just so dang expensive. Yes, they VR. are. And um you know they're and there's I mean, I hate to say this, but I really feel like, uh, in in some ways, nobody's really doing anything that different. Um, even when I remember when Frank started doing uh, Dark Knight Two, it was it's was one of those things where you're like, "Ooh, this is so exciting!" It's like, "Oh man, you're just it's it's just not very exciting anymore." And I'm I'm. I would be more than willing to be wrong. Um but at the same time, you know, it's like when I when I left Image, um what I was reading was uh, you know, Hellboy and there was um uh Starman, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Starman's good. Yeah and stuff. And yeah, and Eric used to Eric used to make fun of me. Eric's Eric likes story but he's really more interested in good artwork and right. like Starman Starman had sort of an uneven run.
0: Yeah.
2: Um I like Tony J Harris, I like Tony Harris. Yeah. Well, and actually, believe it or not, Tony Harris was one of the guys uh, we were looking at to do uh, Vanguard back when I first came on. You know, he said, well, what do you think of this guy? And I was like, "Mm -hmm, he's kind of cool. And he's like, I can't stand his stuff and I'm not going to hire him. (laughs) He he didn't say that. What an
0: alternate universe that would have been.
2: (laughs) Well, at least the Vanguard would have had a, a consistent look to it as opposed to the six issues of Everybody Different.
0: Yeah.
1: And what what is the story behind that? Why was there someone different on every episode of that? Do you remember? Or
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> we uh we had hired Tom Coker to to be the uh, the guy on Vanguard. He his his samples were really good and uh he was going to be the guy, but he turned out to be such an incredible flake and you know, he he would deliver pages to us by hand and and leave it with the door guy. So so he wouldn't have to answer for why the pages were two weeks late and why oh,
4: it looked God. Like crap.
2: And you know, <laughs> and, and, so I mean, if anybody remembers Vanguard Number One, which I don't know if I do, um, it was not a good-looking issue, and his samples were way better than that. Uh, yeah. But I also re- somebody Eric told me the other day he said, "Yeah, Tom Coker, you know, he's he's kind of come around finally, and his stuff's pretty good." And I was, you know, I, I'm too sure he was, you know, just yanking my chain. <laughs>
3: So All I could get Joe Mad issue. It's the only thing that stands out.
2: Yeah, pretty yeah, much.
1: Rick, yeah. Leon, I, Rick Leonardi Rick is was pretty good too. I, I like Rick
2: Leonardi. Yeah, Rick was good. He um, he made. I mean, the problem was that everybody except Joe made uh, made Vanguard really ugly, and um, and you know part of it was that he wasn't exactly you know good looking anyway. But yeah, this. Uh, the, Rick, when Rick did it, he was still doing Spider-Man 2099, yeah. and uh, it was pretty cool. And Eric did a lot of uh, <clears throat> adjustments to it, and um, <laughs> there was a uh, there was a lot of oh, uh, you know, making the dragon bigger, and you know, just. This sort of this and that, just kind of touching up. Cause he, I I don't think that Rick even really referenced any of the other stuff or or the
1: dragon. <laughs> That's always bad. Wow. So he's got like the wrong fin. He makes him like six five instead of you know five ten.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it was you know okay. So the dragon needs to be beefier and shorter. You know, and it's it was just in the, Rick just. I think Rick was uh, since he was still doing Spider-Man 2099. I think he was on a two-week schedule at that point too, so he was, he banged that out, and it was probably not his best work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we were also talking about uh, that was the time when Freak Force started as well. And uh, Vic Bridges had, you know, I was like, well, why, you know, I remember thinking, you know, man, Tom's stuff looks so much better. Why don't we switch, uh, you know, why don't we put Vic on on Vanguard and put Tom on Freak for us? And it turned out that Vic was actually the one who was probably the, the more, most consistent and easiest to work with.
1: Yeah, and he pumped them all out pretty much, you know, in a consistent manner, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he yeah. did a really good job.
2: Yeah, he really he was actually really great to work with, uh, really really nice, very, you know, very friendly guy. Uh, and but I think he ended up leaving comics enti- entirely just because just didn't fit with his
1: like religion voice. or something, right?
2: Yeah, I believe that's right.
1: Yeah, it, that was a wild time too because you guys had like Dave Johnson on Super Patriot, you know, for two two runs of Super Patriot, two minis, which is pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, the Especially. initial um the initial run of Super Patriot was really one of the coolest comics ever. Um and that was that was when Keith started working for us too. And yep, uh, yep. and uh he really was writing to impress us as well and then <laughs> as Free Force went on, you know, he, he was doing he was doing Super Patriot and then he was doing Free Force and and Free Force started to you know he was get letting, getting later and later and you know and, and the stories were you know kind of rehashing stuff and it's like oh okay well <laughs> that, that's always been the thing with keith is he's uh you know he'll really he'll really knock it out for you at first but then it's like you know it starts flaking and that kind of thing so um so yeah but when and then the super, the second Super Patriot series was we had the issue one in the can for for a year before oh. we even solicited because Dave was so slow. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, See yeah. That. Unfortunately, Keith's story was not really up snuff in terms of the the first and second series, and um, in in my opinion, and uh, some people loved it, but it's it was you know here Dave was really. On, on top of his game, and, and Keith was kind of like, Oh, yeah, I gotta, you know, smoke another pack of cigarettes and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, maybe bang out an issue of Trencher that nobody's gonna read. Yeah. Which, by the way, I loved Trencher. I, I, I won't, forgot I won't all about see... it. Yeah, that, that was, there were some great moments in Trencher. That's when he was doing his, like,
1: off the wall art style that you just, like, had to, like, really stare at.
0: Yeah, Giffen's got, yeah, Giffen's still got a pretty interesting art style when he draws by himself. Mm -hmm. yeah i I always i always love that stuff and i was always sorry that i never sent him my sketchbook
2: to have him do me a do me a drawing of trencher
1: so speaking of sketchbooks do you have a lot of like original dragon art from eric or from other artists that worked on dragon books or
2: oh i did end up buying a sketchbook but the i think i only got about three or four things in it. eric did the first first open opening page which is uh it's a two-page thing, and, and uh, it was the savage uh, dragon has ripped off someone's head. And <laughs> Eric's head. And uh, and it says, you know, and he lettered it in. He says, draw good stuff in my friend Josh's book, or I'll rip your head off and boot it to the moon. So, <laughs>
1: That's you know, awesome. I
2: think, yeah, I think I only got about three things. Um, I, I, mm, it's been so long since I looked at it. I know that Chris Iliopoulos finally did me one, and it just said, it was one of his cartoon characters and it said it, in this huge voice balloon, Josh, you suck.
1: <laughs> Is it like a desperate times guy or something?
2: Oh yeah. just des- Yeah. Desperate times. And...
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah. It was, it was unfortunate. I, I wanted to send it to Dave, but I'm sure he never would have done it for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. And so, like when did you stop working for Eric? Like how did that wind down? Was it was just. Well, it
2: was a uh, it was a pretty it was a it was a it was a dead end job, and he was one of the first people to tell me that, because uh, there was no place for me to go. It wasn't like. <laughs> it wasn't like you know it was extreme where you know hey this guy's going to be moved over here and he's going to be you know handling all of our you know merchandise that we're giving away and that kind of right. stuff. Right. Um, no, it's just, you know, and Eric is such a control freak that he, he would never let me do anything. There was, I think there was one issue of the Deadly Duo where he actually kept some of my dialogue.
1: Um, <laughs> so were you were like constantly like pitching him stuff and he was just like, nah, I don't think so.
2: Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, there were, <laughs> you know, I would write responses to letters and then he would come in and go, no, no, no. You <laughs> know, and, and uh, you know, it's so... What's, what's funny is that Eric and I are actually very much alike now in, in that, you know, when you spend two and a half years with some every day for two and a half years with somebody, you know, you're going to rub off on each other. Right. And, uh, Eric would, I'm sure would, would deny it up and down, but we actually, there were things that he, that I would say that he now says, and there are lots of things that that he, he says that I say. And so, he, <laughs> so it was, there was, there was some, there was some crossover there, but, uh, yeah, he was, there was not a lot, from, there was nothing for me to to do other than be his assistant and, you know, getting paid eight bucks an hour is, you know, it's really great, but uh, you know, after a while you just kind of have to move on yeah. and I, I ended up being, uh, I really wanted to work at a summer camp and um, mm-hmm. so I took that job and and, uh, and there was, and so he had, we all went to Zachary's Pizza and he uh, invited the guys from the International House of Color and, and uh, Al Gordon and. And we all had pizza celebrating my, my successful run on,
0: on, on Savage Dragon. That's, That's cool. Sounds, yeah. That sounds like a fun time while it lasted.
2: It was. And I, I still, I still love going over to Eric's cause you know, he's got the, he's got all the coolest toys, you know, quite literally. And, uh, he's got, you know, Walt Simonson's original artwork run on Thor and, you know, it's like they're just perfect reproductions of the of the boards, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, what he's got
1: those whole so. those whole issues of commanding and stuff like that.
2: Oh yeah, well I know, He it was one of the things is he always I was never a huge fan of Kirby, and and uh, I mean you know I certainly have an appreciation for him, but you know he mm-hmm. was just you know he just was over the moon, and he was you know he would get uh, I don't know he think he got like a double page artwork that he has framed it's either double dinosaur or commandy or something like that and and it's you know oh that's the best thing for him <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh that's really really awesome
2: yeah if you could find uh into the heart of an Ad- into the heart of the atom with uh by herb trimpey doing the on the hulk i think that he would probably die a happy man
1: yeah yeah it seems like it's between herb Trimpe and and jack kirby is like you know that's like the two guys that he always, you know, goes back to that. That seemed like to be his his favorite all time.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You love those uh, those uh, fists of Kirby that were, you know, a pack of Twinkies, the four pack. Of yeah, Twinkies.
1: <laughs> yeah. He actually started drawing like that too during like you know the Savage World issues in the, in the mm-hmm. seventy to like eighty issue eighty, which is pretty funny.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: I, I don't know if I have any more questions. It was a pretty cool interview. I got a. Uh, Do you guys
3: have any other? I, yeah, I, I was just curious. I say I had no idea you were so uh, integral in the uh, character creation contest. So maybe none of these characters stick out to you, but uh, it was funny to me because, for one thing, Jimbo the Mighty Lobster won, which was incredibly awesome. Because I know, like, I remember there were letters, follow-up letters, where people were like, "Why didn't my character win? You picked a joke and all this." And I was like, ah, get over it. You know, he was an awesome character. But what was funny is they did run pictures of the other characters. And uh, I remember the two that stuck out to me were uh, Arachnus, which later that guy, I think, did get his own book. It never went anywhere, but it was like a spider guy with r- metal robot arms. And then there was this old man in a patriotic costume. <laughs> but, like you could see his diaper, and he had no teeth. <laughs> Saying, anything. Yeah, to we got we got a
2: few that were pretty funny. Yeah, there were there were a few that were that would definitely made us laugh. But um, you know, and we would we would keep the best ones for a time until someone somebody else knocked knocked it out or whatever. But it was, uh, yeah, it was. There were some there were some ones that were funny. But the one that I always think of in that uh, in that letters page is that we had Pyramid Man, <laughs> which was, you know, <laughs> and he had like a he had a head that was a pyramid. And, you know, and, and the rest of his body looks like, you know, stones from a pyramid, and he's smiling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I remember just talking to Eric and him saying that um, a lot of the, the entries that people would tie in, like, their character's origin with Dragon or Dragon's origin with a oh, yeah. character. And, you know, Eric was like, that's out the door. Sorry. It, you know, I'm not tying my guy's character in with something you own.
2: Yeah, well, what was funny about that, too, was – um. Was when Eric did a, an annual with, uh, oh, yeah, what was his name? Jeff, yeah, I can't remember. And it was uh, written, I believe, by um, Bill messner Loeb's, and uh, and <laughs> and so he's the, his character that he that he crosses over with the dragon. He says, uh, "Oh, if I remember, you like to strap on the feed bag." And 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 Eric asks him about it later. He says, "What was that all about?" He says, "Oh, because well, he remembers him, you know, before." And it was like, "What you're <laughs> you're a professional, you know better than that, you know, and you can't you can't have your character be tied into his origin. you just can't do that <laughs> so and I remember eric too was was always very he he was always i asked him what the what the origin was, and he and he wouldn't even tell me, and that was the thing he he you know he was so secretive about it he was he would not even tell me. But then, when they finally came out with the uh, with the origin story, it was you know cats out of the bag, and now you just you know now they're now it's part of the storyline, and now it's, you know so
4: yeah.
1: What what did you think about the origin? Was it what you thought?
2: It you know, it was it, it made sense to me, and um, it seemed like it was. Uh, Eric, you know, one of the things I love about working with Eric and just talking to him is he really makes it all work he he is i mean, I remember one time he got pneumonia and i think he was uh he was working on four things at once and he was in yeah. bed couldn't get out of bed and he just he, he was he was you know he was just sick as a dog but then i i saw him you know about a week after after he was finally better and he said okay check this out He said, so this is this and this is this and this ties into here and i'm like. Wow, I'm really impressed. And he's, I mean, he was he was so excited about it. And he and he's like, "Yeah, man, I just tied it all together. I did it all." And I was like, "Man, you 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 did. I'm so impressed."
1: <laughs> I mean, it seems like he just lives for comics. That's like you know, he's just that's his love. And that's all he wants to do and focus on, and that's his enjoyment. Thank like, God. It's, it's pretty, yeah, I mean. It's pretty, we're pretty lucky, you know, I think the guys that listen to this fincast and and us hosts, you know, he's our favorite creator, or at least one of it, and it's pretty cool to have, you know, a comic book where there's 180 consecutive issues by the same guy, you know, written and drawn, you know, it's, you don't see that.
2: It's it's pretty amazing. And the other thing, too, is that Eric has said that he's, uh, (laughs) I asked him how long he's going to do the dragon, he says 301. Because you know he he will you know Dave Sim is in his sights and he's he will not will not rest until he has the until he he has that and he and honestly there's no way that it's ever going to be matched by anyone it's just not it's not not possible
1: no definitely not and especially with like today's creators it seems like they just have hard time putting out one issue you know every couple of months.
3: Uh, I always joke amazing. that I always joke that but where people are like why do you like that? You know <laughs> and I'm like I like this book I said because you mark my word I said this is going to be the last printed comic mm-hmm. so it's not going to stop until he hits that magic number the quitting number
2: That's right Yeah and I always, uh, I, I mean, I always admire him so much. And I last time I got together with him, uh, one of the things I said is, you know, I've had my own struggles with what, what do I really want to do with my life? And and I said, you know, I think it was one of the worst things in my life is to be around you of all people, <laughs> to who knows what he wants so much and yeah. is so single-minded about it. It's, you know, he's he's just got, man, he. he that's what he's doing and that's what he's interested in. And yeah, he's got these other things like he's working on a screenplay right now, which I, I promised him I would not talk about,
4: but uh,
1: he's super successful at what he does too. You know, I mean, you, you know, everyone knows in the comics community who Eric Larson is and, you know, he's sold, you know, millions of copies of his comic, you know, I mean, the guy, he's, You know, he did what he wanted to do, and he was successful at it. Living
2: the dream. Yeah, Yeah. still doing it. And you know, what was interesting is he finally. I met uh, Frank Miller at some signing thing. And you know, and the I I was lucky in my life that I met all of my heroes. uh, You know, when I was about 20. You know, and all my all my all my comic book heroes. You know, oh wow, Frank Miller. And you know, and I remember saying something to Frank Miller about. Uh, about Eric and he didn't even know who Eric was. And I really? felt like, I mean, just an ass, you know, for even, cause you know, <laughs> Hey Frank, you know, you should check this out. And you know, yeah, you know, Frank Miller, like he needs, you know, he needs somebody like needs a hole in the head, but the, um, but then finally Eric met him at a convention or something. And, and we ended up sending him the entire run of the dragon up through, uh, issue 20 or something like that and and i don't think we ever i don't think eric really ever heard back from him but it was i, I kind of have the feeling that frank would really appreciate something of this caliber and of this yeah of this ilk well he had that pinup
3: in straight. 100 right
1: yeah yeah he drew a pinup of dragon in issue 100
2: that's to look at that one i you know it's funny because eric will give me these big stacks and i sometimes i don't even get get around to reading them i'll look look at what my name is and you know it's like uh you know itching like a man on a fuzzy tree okay well
1: there was we were just talking about this before we got you on about like some of the the ones that uh were out there and there was that one from like 179 we were talking about which was like a reference to rick santorum do you know the one you're talking about?
2: Actually, I don't think I've seen that one.
1: Well, I'll read it to you. It's kind of okay, nasty. Right, it's
2: ready.
1: probably the worst one I've read. It says Josh Eichhorn, the frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter that is sometimes the byproduct of anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the first time he's that? getting to hear about it. It's awesome. Do you know what that's a reference to?
2: Um, No. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm
1: guessing it's Rick Santorum some some way. Yeah, Rick Santorum, um, you know, he's very. I guess he's you know totally pro marriage, anti you know gay marriage, yeah. and he really pissed off um, a call, a gay columnist in uh, in uh, Pennsylvania named uh, Dan Savage, I believe. So Dan uh-huh. said, you know, I'm going to pay this guy back, and I'm going to name you know this term after him. You know, and so he started a website and that's if you type in Santorum, that website comes in saying Santorum's a frothy mixture of lube and blah, blah, blah. Whoa. So uh, it's funny because you read that and if you knew it, you know, you know what it is. But, you know, 10 years from now when you read that, you're not going to get the joke and you're just going to be like, man, that's
3: just nasty. I had no <laughs> you know, idea. So when, when I read that, like I, you know, you hit the LOL, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, oh my God, this is the best.
1: It's so vile.
3: The, the other ones have been, like you said, kind of goofy and weird and you laugh a little bit. And then Like you re- song
2: lyrics or something. Yeah,
3: and you read that one and you're like, holy shit.
2: Yeah, that one's pretty awful. That's, that's really funny. You know, for a while, uh, I think I think one of my favorites was uh, Bicycle Seat Sniffing Sicko.
4: <laughs> that was one of
2: the earlier ones. You know, the intense gun-toting loner seeking for the perfect high tower from which to pick off complete strangers. I think that was another good one. But uh, for a while, you know, Eric. It's funny because uh, Eric and I, we we're, we're mostly on the same wavelength with some things. But there were some times when he, I could get the feeling he was he was trying to see if he could shock me, or you know, or see if I would really like raise a stink about something. Um, and he was. Cause I think, I think for a time he was not really sure if, uh, if I was going to, when he, when, when I left, it was, you know, well, maybe I'll take him out, that kind of thing. And, and, and when he, when I didn't balk at anything, he, I think he was like, all right, okay, I'll keep him on, you know, but it was, <laughs> but I think because of, you know, just my religious upbringing, he was, you know, he was wondering if I was going to, you know, say, Hey man, that's not okay. I don't like yeah.
4: that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And then there was the uh, the one with the, uh, after Princess Diana, he said Josh Eichhorn has some, uh, some let's see, pictures of Princess Diana that he's selling for a, a a really good price considering the trouble he went through to get them.
4: <laughs> uh, it,
2: <laughs> I was oh like, my. ooh,
4: ooh.
2: <laughs> he,
1: He's pretty good at doing poor taste stuff sometimes, like some of the stuff, like on the hardcover, like signing pages and stuff like that. Oh, it's like sometimes just like oh i can't believe you went there
3: <laughs> that's fantastic yeah
1: <laughs> it is it is it's yeah good. well Stop. he's
2: he has an incredibly filthy sense of humor and that's i mean that's why when we get together usually we we end up laughing for about two hours straight and it's, he just he just cracks me up and i remember when we first started working together and we'd go to these uh go to the you know, wonder con or whatever and he'd be on these panels and and I wouldn't even say anything, you know, and, and I'd, I'd be like, man, what are you, what are you doing? You're, you're really a funny guy. I don't know why you're, why you're not saying anything. Nah, I'm really interested. And then all of a sudden, you know, after I stopped working with him, he said, tells me one day, he says, so I go to these, these panels and I just start doing stand And So like, well, it's about <laughs> damn time. Because <laughs> he's, because he'll, he'll just slay the audience. You know, he, he's, he's really, you know, he, and he'll go for as, as low a blow as he can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a funny guy. I mean, I, I've probably met him four or five, maybe six times at conventions and he's a really nice guy. he will sit there and, you know, he'll let you talk his ear off for like a half hour and, you know, his eyes will light up if you start talking like Kirby or comics or just discuss Savage Dragon. Like he's, he's a, he's a real nice guy. He's a, he's a class act. I think, you know, all the times I've dealt with him.
2: Well, of course, every every time he reminds me, he says, "I'm also a total dick." It's like, yeah, okay.
0: We know. We know. (laughs)
1: He's 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 strongly opinionated, and he's not afraid to state his opinion. I mean, he gets himself in a lot of trouble on message boards, I think, or whatever, from other people. Just and he's just keeping it real. He's like, this is the way I feel, and he doesn't pull back any punches. Sometimes, you know, like I said, it gets him in trouble, but you know, I, I think that keeps him interesting and. Yeah, yeah,
0: It makes him endearing, really. it's uh, yeah,
2: And you know, he,
1: what he's going to say is what he feels. He's not going to sugarcoat it.
2: Yeah, well, and that was... I remember when I was first working with him was uh, when he sent that very long letter to Peter David. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one was...
3: Whew. <laughs> those are the best. Yeah. I still reread those, because, uh, like, the letters column... I don't know, he's always talking about how important it is, and when you're going through those old issues, man... That was the jewel, those Peter, that like flame war before there was a flame war. <laughs>
2: That's right. That was when it was CompuServe boards. And, uh, you know, and, and I actually got ended up going on some of those boards and I, I started to engage here and there, but it was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not <laughs> not what part of this.
1: Do you, you used to type, type, hand type all those letters that came in?
2: Yeah, I did. And this was before. You he wouldn't
1: give even, you, we could not give even you a credit for that?
2: Yeah. No. Well, that was part of my job.
1: <laughs> is that that's what he's pay, uh, paying you? So you don't need a credit?
2: Yeah. Well, and the thing is too is that we would end up faxing it to the image office, and they had to recopy it, which was even oh, worse.
3: <laughs> I love the that's past.
2: A- <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember one time I put in. Pittsburgh, California because uh, there is Pittsburgh, California and they changed it to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which and I remember the person wrote in like by the way, my letter is uh my letter was from um it was from Pittsburgh, California not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs>
3: uh we'll rectify that right. right away.
2: Yeah, we're going to print a print an apology. <laughs> we're going to get right on that one.
3: Redacted. Yeah.
2: I think my favorite moment in when I was uh, at Image was when uh, I saw, I think, Ripclaw number three. And somebody <laughs> was credited as wishes he was loved as much as Josh Eichhorn. Uh,
3: <laughs> it is funny because, you know, you know, they're always like really insulting. Yet that's a sought after, that credit's sought after. I've, mm-hmm. I was reading, I forget which issue it was, but someone was like, will you credit me like Josh Eichhorn? And the answer is just no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah well, I, I i was lucky enough to get it to to get in on the ground floor and you know I, I, <laughs> and my name will live in infamy although i am disappointed that there is no wikipedia page for me <laughs> uh we got so any of you it. listeners out there you want to start a wikipedia page you just you know
1: every we have a savage dragon wiki and every your your uh every credit listed is. on yeah is listed on it
2: yeah, I've been meaning to review those. I, I just just to see, but you know, I, unfortunately, I always thought I was one of the only Josh Highcorns in the world. Turns out there's a bunch of them, you know, because so, <laughs> it's an unusual name and uh, and it's uh, even misspelled in German. So I was, you know, but no, unfortunately, I'm not the only one.
3: I thought it was like for it was so crazy. It's crazy getting to like have the interview here because I thought you were like John Day, who I also didn't realize was a real human.
2: That's right. I've never met John Day, but the, uh, the, yeah, that I know it's really funny.
3: I, I just thought you were just this hilarious name for jokes. <laughs>
2: then... Yeah.
1: But I know Eric said John Day used to go to like some comic shop he frequented. I wonder if that's the same comic shop that you went to, but I don't Yeah.
2: Know. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, I never met John, unfortunately. I, 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 I remember thinking, you know, when am I ever going to meet this guy? You know, I mean, geez, he's, he's in your book every month and, and, oh yeah John Day <laughs> it's like I have no idea where he is now you know just he's in my book every month there
1: it, it is amazing though to like longtime Savage Dragon fans like it's all the fun of the book is that you know you know I always flip to that cover page to see how you're gonna get insulted I always look for like John Day somewhere in one of the panels mm-hmm. you know he always has a letters page and he always has like a backup you know it, it's you know for a comp book, you get your money's worth. It's it's you know it's like an institution. You know, it's it's a pretty cool thing.
2: Yeah, and I, I it's really, I hate to say it, but it's one of one of my life's better you know accomplishments, and I had very little to do with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, uh, do your family members know that you're in this book, getting insulted month after month?
2: You know, I my family members do know about it, but they but nobody ever really. I mean, everybody assumes, well, he hasn't talked about it in, you know, five years, so it must, yeah. be, must be over, so they don't, you know, they don't care.
3: <laughs> At times um, to your, you know, that that's a benefit, 179. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not a good one for Mom to, let's see what Joshua's done today. Oh, Lord. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. Well, and I remember, actually, Eric, uh, when he was doing some Marvel stuff, he tried to get me credited, and, uh, and they said, but he didn't do anything.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. Like, they they actually that picky about it?
2: Yeah, you know? they were. The
1: is like, hey, credit this guy. I would think they would just be like, okay.
2: Yeah, well, then there's another reason why Eric won't work Marvel anymore. Well, that's not the end. <laughs> I'm sure that had <laughs> almost no re- reason to <laughs> anything to do with it, but, you know, hey, why not? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he stopped after they wouldn't credit you.
3: He's like, that's that right, is yeah. the straw. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All this other creative crap you're doing—I don't, you know—that doesn't bother me so much. But when you just disrespect my 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 insult post, you know, then then we got a problem.
3: <laughs> How dare you not respect him?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I believe actually, Carl Kiesel wrote me into an episode of uh, Superman, uh, uh, two super epi- two issues of Superman. Um, and he was writing he i was I was a terrorist at one point, and then there was some <laughs> then I was one of the i he came up with his own name for me it was alien pustule <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> what is it about guys that just like to like insult you
2: well, you know it's uh you know everybody likes the gang on
1: yeah yeah the the comic creator whipping boy.
2: That's right. Yeah. Well, and that was one of my titles, Whipping Boy, and I really <laughs> yeah. was. You know, I, and I was rightly so, the Whipping Boy.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, it's it's been a great interview, Josh. Um, I don't know if Jim or uh, Raven, yeah. do you guys have other last questions or?
0: No, I I thought it was great talking to you. <laughs> well, it's been fun.
3: It's cool to confirm yeah. your existence.
2: Yes, that's right, and then, and. Although I should tell everybody, don't add me on Facebook because I won't add you.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think uh, a lot of Savage Dragon fans out there are going to get a real kick out of hearing your stories and actually hear the voice to the credit. Um, I know we've had a lot of fun talking to you. We've, you know, we've learned a lot. We were really looking forward to getting you on here.
2: <laughs> well, it was
0: my pleasure, and thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: Yeah, And with that, uh, we wrap up uh, this episode of Savage Fincast. Um, So many ums. Next episode, we'll be taking an in-depth look at the long-awaited arrival of issue 181 of Savage Dragon.
1: And the solicitation for that is, uh, Lo, there shall come an ending. The invasion (laughs) is over at a price. The stunning aftermath. Who says lo? Lo, there shall come an ending. Wrestlers. What does that even mean? Wrestlers
3: and preachers.
1: <laughs> which uh, f- probably features the most uh, misleading cover in Savage Dragon history or up there.
0: Uh, top <laughs> top five.
1: <please. laughs> Definitely. So uh, we'll see you uh, next week to talk about 181, which I look forward to. It's been a while since we had a new issue of Savage Dragon.
0: The Savage Fincast is a part of the Gutter Trash Network and the Image Addiction Family of Podcasts be found at either fincast.guttertrash.net or imageaddiction.net.